0: Golf News RI presents The Golf Dudes Podcast. Here are the dudes. And welcome to this special edition of the Golf Dudes Podcast. We are delighted to be joined by pro golfer Will Dixon, also. Uh, he's the only rider, of course, ever to win four straight high school championships. For now, uh, that's up in the air at the moment. Um, as we all, as you all know, as we write about. But anyway, Will's on his way from Georgia to Florida to uh, do some practicing, and he's taking some time to talk to us uh, in the car. Will, thanks so much for uh, for taking some time. How are you doing?
1: Yeah, I'm doing great. Uh, looking forward to uh, catching up.
0: Absolutely. So. Uh, We'll get into 2023 in a moment. Obviously, I want to get into your schedule and things that people can be looking out for. Uh, but 2022 was a big year for you. Your first full year as a pro. Obviously, you started in the two October's ago. I believe was your first was your debut. But last year was your first full year. Uh, you had a handful of wins. Obviously, yeah, you, you shared bad moments as well as we all do in the world of golf. Um, but now that you've had time to look back on it, reflect, maybe gain perspective on it. How would you summarize 2022 for you, for yourself? Yeah,
1: I mean, it was uh, it was one heck of a year, that's for sure. Um, I didn't really know what to expect, and uh, you know, I I accomplished my uh, well, my main goal was was just to win a tournament. Uh, I didn't care what it was, I didn't care who it was against. I just wanted to win, and so you know, fortunately, I. I was able to put myself in position uh more than a few times and uh won three times so that was certainly uh more than my more than what i thought i was almost capable of doing i, I had no idea what to expect so doing that was great and then of course uh kind of the icing on the cake was the experience through the corn Ferry monday qualifiers um able to qualify through for three of those corn Ferry tournaments and uh, play, you know, at that, that high level, which was a great experience. So, um, you know, and then obviously I, I, I didn't accomplish my goal of making, uh, get my corn card. Right. So that was at the end of the year and through the fall. And that's when the uh, Q school is. So, you know, that, that took a lot out of me and, um, but it is what it is. It's, uh, life moves on and it, it was a great learning experience and uh, and I'll take that with me through through this next year and hopefully we'll uh come out with a better outcome uh at the end of 2023
0: yeah I want to get into that stuff too the corporate talk queue school uh obviously the Monday queues are are a fascinating thing to to follow online for sure um but your first one was the Daytona Open. Then you won the, you know, the Waterloo Open. Like you said, you made it through. You made it to a couple of quarterfinal tournaments. Um, that first win, I remember talking to you after briefly uh, via text, and you've been great about texting back and texting with quotes and stuff. But you won in a playoff, of course. Um, how nerve wracking was that? I mean, you're like, holy shit! I'm on you know, this place for X amount of money. Like, how? What? What are the? Fe- what are the emotions? The feelings? kind of in that moment.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's it's something that uh it's what we live for, it's what we dream about. It's uh, and you don't get to experience like it's I was so fortunate to be able to experience it because that's really why we practice and um just the adrenaline uh is is unlike anything I've ever experienced. So it was certain it's and it feels so so good to be able to execute and perform in those moments and obviously it doesn't always happen right I mean you're not going to always uh win when you have the chance to and you're not going to always make the pot or hit the shot when, when you have to but um the more you can execute and uh the more you the more you can learn from those experiences the better you'll get so you know on all three of my wins this past year and and in those corn frame Monday qualifiers coming down the stretch, when you know you have to shoot six, seven under just to get through. uh, it certainly certainly tests your ability to perform under pressure. And, um, you know, I think I did a fairly good job of that this year. So, so, but again, I'll just try to take, take what I learned in those situations and apply them for, for this next year. When I, when I get back into, uh, contention.
0: What what did what do you learn in those situations, or what did you learn? I mean, is there something is there something to you know winning and learning instead of losing and learning? You know, we I was saying, um, so I'm a big college basketball fan, on yep. PC Province College. You know, they they're four and zero in the Big East right now, but they had two wins at the very beginning where they literally almost choked the game away. And I was saying to people that sure. you know it's better to win and learn something than losing learn something because you could be 0-2 in the Big East and now, you know, you're learning, yeah. but you're also behind the eight ball. Obviously, it's not apples to apples, but you get my point. Is there something yeah, to
1: Very much so. Um, I think you, you learn no matter what. I, th- I think you learn when you win, you learn when you lose. When you when you lose, I think you – or you don't play, you don't perform as well as you hoped, uh, it's, it's more about, you know, what you need to work on and, and what you – um, it really exposes your weaknesses, um, depends on, you know, it might be a certain shot or it might be a mental thing, um, and so when things don't go the right way, those things definitely get exposed a bit more, and so I had some, uh, particular situations as far as, uh, hitting certain types of shots when I really had to, and, um, and it was a mix of physical and mental things. It's just, uh, you know, I, I put a lot of pressure on myself and I, I have really high expectations and um, you don't always execute. And so, it, it, but it's how you rebound from those mistakes and, uh, and, and whatnot. So, but when you, when you win, you know, it, it just gives you such a boost of confidence. Um, but at the same time, I think the best, the most the best thing I learned about winning is you want to keep your foot on the pedal as much as possible, especially in the mini tours. These guys are so good, and they they shoot really low scores. You can't let off the gas even when you're ahead by a little bit. So going back to PC basketball, you know you might think you have the game won, or you might think you you know, are three or four strokes ahead of the field, and all of a sudden someone makes an eagle. Uh, you miss a, a par putt, whatever it may be. Um, you'll be maybe letting your guard down and all of a sudden it's a lot closer and, and a lot tighter than you want it to be. So I think when you, when you get into those situations where you're ahead and, and you might have the lead, it's like, okay, how do I dig even more deep? How do I keep making birdies? How do I separate myself even more from the pack? And so, um,
0: yeah,
1: I, I think that's the biggest thing when when
0: you are in the lead and and uh, trying to win a golf tournament. Absolutely, I think actually PC is five in them in the biggie. Sorry, not four and them. Either way, um, yeah. What is you you play these in these pro tournaments? Obviously, we understand it's not the PJ tour; it's the mini tours. But it's still like you said, the great players, intense, intense competition, intense fields. Uh, take people inside, yeah. kind of that. Uh, that tournament, like what is it like? What is the atmosphere like? I mean you guys are all like hanging out having beers afterward like we do. Like I don't imagine that's the case, but maybe it is. I don't know. What 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 kind of what is that like? What take people inside kind of that take people inside the locker room, if you will. What what is that like?
1: Yeah. Yeah, you have all different types. I mean, you've got guys who have their parents there and, and they're kind of watching over them, uh, every move they make. You have guys who Travel together and, um, you know, are 30, 35 years old and they're kind of journeymen and they, you know, they're just grinding it out. Um, you got some guys who are still in college, maybe playing a professional tournament just to get the experience. And so you have guys who have seen it all, been through it all. Um, it, it, it's it's actually pretty cool to see. And then we all, you know, we all compete against each other. So... Yeah, overall, I guess the atmosphere may, might be a little bit more relaxed than a Corn Fairy or a PJ Tour event, um, which is actually something that I had to get used to when I qualified for the Corn Fairy Tour tournaments. Um, it's, it's a whole different atmosphere, and it's, it's just like anything else. If you get a new job, and all of a sudden you're thrust into something that you have no experience in, and you have to perform that task you're probably – you You might fail a couple of times before you feel comfortable and before you have a bunch of confidence in that you can succeed. And so it's just like with anything else. The more you do it, the more comfortable you get um, and, and, and the more confidence you have in yourself and your abilities to not only compete but try to win against the best players in the world. So, you know, like I said, the mini, to, the mini tours are so fun Though it's – it's all about just trying to make as many birdies as you can. And I will say, if you try to keep, if you try to be too serious out there and you never have fun, you never smile, you never laugh. It, it, it's pretty draining. Like it's long days on the road, lots of hotels, you know, lots of gas station stops for food. Um, it's, it's not that it's not a mess obviously. Um, so you have to make sure you, you smile and you try to have fun as much fun as you can. And, you know, what? when you have fun and when you when you smile and enjoy it, you most oftentimes play better than when you're, you know, all serious and uh, not really having too much fun. So the two kind of go hand in hand.
0: Yes, yeah, it seems like a, a, I, said, I thought that was a fascinating uh, environment to be around. obviously, having never been in that environment. Uh, your biggest win of the year arguably uh, came at the Waterloo Open in Iowa. Um, is this heaven? Nope. No, it's Iowa. Uh, you want to so come 50K, but what I want to know, 11 under in the final round, were you thinking 59? At any point in that round, where you were you like, holy shit?
1: <laughs> Actually, uh, no. To be honest, really? I, I had no um, I didn't even realize what I shot in the back nine. I think, it, I think I shot, like, 28 on the back nine, um, which I didn't even know, and I also had no idea how much I won by until, like, I looked at the scores when we were in the car on the way back, like, I, I had no idea, really, I thought, I knew I was ahead by a few, but I, I had no idea I won by seven, and um, didn't, wasn't really sure how many under par it was, either, I it, it was one of those, like, weird, scary, and, yeah, amazing moments where things just keep going the right way, and all of a sudden, you know, like, in the back of your mind, you're like, all right, I'm probably six, 7 and under right now, and then, like, then another putt goes in, and then you hit another shot close, and it's like, holy smokes. It's like, now I'm just on fire, and it's just, uh, it's one of those cool states that, that you get in and you don't really realize what's going on. Um, I guess that's what they call blacking out. So I guess that's kind of what happened. And, you know, so cool to be able to do that. And um, that was, uh, I haven't really experienced too many moments like that on the golf course. It's only, only a couple of of uh, times like that. So that that happens every once in in a blue moon. And just fortunate that I was a,
0: that was a pretty, pretty nice tournament to do it at. Absolutely. Uh, just – you you mentioned that you didn't really know where you were as far as what you were shooting. But just on a, on a yeah. day-to-day basis, when you're in these tournaments, how aware are you – because obviously, this is not like the PGA Tour where there's leaderboards everywhere. These are May tours. Yeah. Most of these golf courses are just your regular golf courses that anybody can go play for the most part. It feels like anyway to me. Uh, but just in yeah. general – how, how aware are you of where you are on the leaderboard or, or what you're doing? Obviously, you probably know your score. But just on the, as far as the leaderboard, yeah. how aware are you of where you are on a, on, a, on a day-to-day basis? Or do you even want to know necessarily?
1: Yeah. Um, that's different for a lot of guys. Some guys like to check every poll. Uh, and some guys don't look at their scores at all. Um, and I think it can also depend on the moment. Like, are we on the back nine on the final day? Then I need to know where I'm at. It might affect what I do. Uh, there's some times where that's the case. Um, but lots of guys have they, – they do it different ways. It's a very personal thing to them. Um, you hear guys on the PJ Tour all the time. You know, they're like, oh, I don't look at theater boards. And then some guys are like, yeah, I want to know exactly where I am at all times. For me um, – I do I do look fairly fairly often because it's right on our phone and we enter in a lot of these tournaments you enter in the score on your phone um, and it goes right to a live leaderboard so it's fairly easy easily accessible um, and that is like public knowledge so you you are allowed to check that and so you know if I get if I'm three or four under bar, I'm like all right well where are we? You know, like I just want to kind of know how the course is playing, what the guys are doing, and it's not like that's going to change the way I I play the golf course or how I think about things. But um, there's definitely points where I want to check, and sometimes it's if things aren't going your way, it's just like, all right, let's just focus in and keep grinding and try to shoot the best score possible. Uh, we'll, we'll figure out where we stand at the end of the day. So I just think that's a relative thing that. It's, it's personal
0: to you know different people. You mentioned it earlier from playing these mini tours, then you make a couple of Monday queues, which now everybody is aware of Monday queues through our recording and obviously through Monday Q Info, who does a tremendous, tremendous yep. job. Uh, so I think a lot people sure. are a lot more aware of the Monday queues and, and stuff. So we try to follow everyone that's playing Monday Q, whether it's yourself or Brett Adamonis or whoever it might be. Anyways, you make up Monday queues, you play on the Ferry tour, you actually make a cut on the Corn Fairy Tour, which was pretty cool. Uh, you hinted at it earlier, but the difference between um, playing in the mini tour and then going to a Corn Fairy Tour event, how, how you hinted at it, but what is that adjustment like? What did you have to learn or understand kind of going into it? I mean, what, what yes. was that transition like?
1: Yeah. Um, well, <laughs> it's uh, it's a lot different. Um wow. I was very fortunate. I was very fortunate the first time, my first corn fair tournament I, I qualified in, uh, it was in, in Georgia, so I kind of felt at home. Uh, I was actually staying with one of my good friends uh, at his house, and his family's house, and he uh, he was caddying for me, so I had a very uh, comfortable situation on the golf bag, and we kept things light, and uh, I was able to relax a lot more and, and enjoy the week, um, so that probably enabled me to play my best golf and, you know, obviously made the cut there. So playing four days was, was really good. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, everything's, everything is kind of like you envision it to be when you're a little kid and you're like, Oh, I want to play on the corn Free Tour tour, PJ tour, whatever it is. And you go to, you go to a PJ tour event and you, you watch the guys hit and it's like all the little things are what make it so special. It's, it's the brand new Pro V ones on the range. It's the the tour vans with all the with all the equipment. It's uh just the sound of the the all the truck, the tour vans, the generators, the players hitting balls, everything going on. It's like okay, what you've dreamed about and what you've thought about for your whole life, you're actually now doing. And your first couple of times doing it, it's it's you want to look around, you want to look at all the players you want to sort of take everything in and it's hard to almost focus on what you have to do and and prepare the way you normally prepare for a golf tournament. So, you know, it, it's obviously difficult. And, um, like I said before, the more you experience that and the more you just get comfortable with it, the more you make it your new reality, like the better you're going to play. And, uh, so yeah, it, but it is just so cool. I mean, yeah, you know, hopefully I can experience that uh, for for a long time. And um, there, there's certainly you know no no better job I'd rather have than uh, going week to week. So uh, yeah, it's it's very cool.
0: So from playing on a confederatory event to Q School, obviously things didn't go well through there. You didn't, obviously you didn't play as well as you would have liked. Things didn't go the way you would have nope. liked. We understand, we understand that. Uh, Q School is something that I've had to learn about this year, just because we always knew hat was there, right? We used to, I mean, I think the Tiger Woods video games used to have, like, a Q School stage before you guys yeah. So, we heard yeah. about, we knew about Q School, but no one's ever, I've never nope. actually followed it, and then this year, between yourself, Davis, and Christopher and Core, uh, I was following it, and, and a few other people, there was some other people were scattered as well, but between the basically sure. the three of you guys, I was following the live scoring and the, how it all works and trying to understand the different things and all these different locations. Um, yep. What is just What is Q School like? Take people into that because I mean, the pressure of it, the intensity of, you know, around on a round to round basis. I mean, we saw, yeah. like we said, we followed Davis's run through you know, the entire thing and he finished and he was tied for like 39th or something. And he had to wait for however long to to see if we made the yeah. top forty at the end. But what what right. is what what is that really like? What is what is Q school you know really like when you're playing kind of for everything. Yeah seemingly on every, yeah. every round.
1: Right. Yeah it's it's you're you're playing for your job. You're playing for that cornferry card, which ultimately is what every mini tour player, you know, is, is aiming for. So you know you hope you can um you hope you can have your best week of the year and uh you know take all the experiences you've had prior to that and, and sort of uh, culminate it all in, into one week and you know what it's it's certainly unlike anything I've ever experienced this past fall was my first Q school on you know on any any sort of level and you know I I was really confident going in I thought I had all the chance yeah, I was thought I was the best player there and you know, fully capable of of going to making it through. And, um, you know, and when I look back on it, I really didn't play that bad. I had, I had a couple bad holes and start off a little slow, but, you know, I finished strong and, um, just was a couple strokes short of, of getting through to the next stage. So yeah, it's, it's really, de- it, you know, it defeated me a lot. It, it was very disappointing, obviously. Um, but at the end of the day, you know, you have to let that go and, and try to move on and take, take the positives and, uh, and move forward. But, you know, Q School is a different animal. It's, it's something that you have to be prepared for. And you, uh, and there's guys, there's guys at Q School that have been on the PJ tour for five, 10 years. So you see everybody, like I said, oh, you yeah. see guys who have made millions of dollars right. playing golf back at the first stage. And And then you see, you know, guys like, Davis, who played extremely well and in and and his first time, you know, and uh, right out of graduating college, right, and turning pro, and making it all the way to the, you know, getting his Corn Ferry Tour card. So, you know, I was so cool to see and excited for him, and, and hopefully he can keep up the really good play and, and you know, have a great year on the Corn Ferry Tour. So, I'd, I'd like to uh, get into these Monday qualifiers as soon as possible and, and join him out there. So, so that's, that's the goal, and um, you know, I think I've proven that I can get through the Mondays and and get on there. So it's just a matter of doing it again and and playing good when 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 it matters. That's that's the name of the game. You know, like my dad used to say, and I've said nine times before, uh, if you don't like it, play better. Right. So that could be in terms of not getting into tournaments. It could be not getting uh, equipment from uh, club companies. It could be whatever, you know, not getting sponsors, and it's just like, all right, well, if you don't like what your situation is, just go out and like play, play better golf, and so that's kind of what my mindset is for, for this upcoming season. I obviously had a good amount of ups and, and, and did a lot of things this past year that uh, I wasn't sure I was able to do, um, but that being said, it's like, okay, well, you know, all that's cool, and And, you know, all all that was nice. But at the end of the day, I'm not where I want to be and I'm not um, in the situation I want to be in. So as a result, it's like, all right, well, I got to go out there and and play better golf. So, you know, that's that's why I'm going down here to Florida and start start training again and um, getting ready for the season.
0: Speaking of the 2023 season that you're prepping for, uh, what's on the docket? Where can yep. people – obviously, obviously we'll, be, we'll be finding you. I'll be texting you. What's your schedule? Where the hell are you? Yada, yada, yada. yada. But where? what's yep. on your immediate agenda for 2023?
1: Well, you know, because I didn't get any corn free status, uh, it's going to be a lot of the same stuff. It's going to be virtually almost every Monday qualifier once they start uh, in the States. So that's going to be the mid-March area. For Monday qualifiers, and I'm I'm gonna be flying to Texas, uh, Norman, Oklahoma, uh, Wichita, Kansas City, um, doing some of the one doing almost every corn fairy Monday qualifier that I can because ultimately that's what I gotta do since I don't have status, and um, that's just kind of the name of the game. And and then when I can, I'll be doing as many uh, G Pro events as possible. So those are the three day. Tournaments on the G Pro Tour here in the Southeast. Uh, they do a good job, and obviously, I I was able to play well in a few uh, of those tournaments last year. So um, it'll be a mix of the G Pro events and the Corn Fair Monday qualifiers, and that's that'll run through about June, and then you know really busy from March, April, May, June, and then we'll see where we are and and what we can do to you know. Depending on where I am, depending on how many, what tournaments I've played in, uh, to get ready for Q school come the fall. So, yeah, that's that's basically what 2023 is going to look like. And I'll I'll definitely send. I have my schedule all written out already, so I'll uh, I'll send you that, um, so that you you have that and and you can
0: uh, be following. The life of a mini tour pro golfer. It's not, no, as it's not all that glamorous. not as glamorous as it's made out to be. <laughs>
1: no. When you when you play good, when you play good, it's nice. And when you don't play good, it's uh you have to find a way to to just keep going. So um, there's a lot of miles in the car. I probably put uh I put 32, 30, 32, miles on my car in the last eighteen months. So we're, we're going good. we're going from
0: <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, two two more things I want to get you out of here so you can focus on driving. Uh, your favorite course you've played this year as a as a pro in a tournament. What's the what's your favorite course you played?
1: Favorite course um, that I played in a tournament on this year was probably the the Corn Fairy Tournament in Nashville in Franklin Tennessee. Uh, it was called the Grove that place is unbelievable. Um, if they're trying to have a PGA tour event there in the future, it was, it was just a, a beast of a golf course. It was long. It was greens were unbelievably quick and firm and fast and just a really good golf course. However, first at the Waterloo open was on in Iowa. That place was obviously very good to me. I enjoyed playing that <laughs> golf course a lot. It was almost the complete opposite. It was short. It was, uh, kind of up and back, you know, just straight holes down and back, very Iowa-ish. And uh, But the greens were actually really, really good as well. So it was a really fun course to play. I probably most enjoyed playing that course, but the best overall course was definitely that Corn Ferry Tournament in uh, Nashville.
0: And then through the course of the year, your travels, journey, you know, your, your journey, your pro journey, is there something that you've learned about yourself or something that you've learned about golf through this whole experience, positive, negative, you know, what what have you learned about yourself in, in golf?
1: Yeah. You know, uh, personally, myself, personally, um, I think it's just, you just have to keep showing up every day, giving it your best and, you know, not, not, having a bad attitude, not giving in. Um, Yeah, I just think that because it's a lot of – it's just week to week. I mean, we're driving city to city. It's like, all right, well, now we're here and we've just got to get going again. And if you have a bad attitude about it, it's just not going to work. So I've tried to show up, you know, to each tournament and just have the best outlook on it as I possibly can. Um, but then the second thing is, golf-wise, it's just so unforgiving. The sport is so humbling and, un- and unforgiving. You can think that you're on top of, you know, your, your little mini world, and you think that everything's going the right way, and then golf hits you in the head, and it's like, oh, yeah, like, this is golf. Like, anything can happen. And um, it can go it – can, it can flip-flop your game can go up, up and down um, in the, in the flick of a switch. So how can we make that the most consistent possible and, and, um, you know, play, play my best when it matters. So that's something that those two things just being so resilient and so, uh, so positive when we're on the golf course and then, you know, not getting too high and too low and just trying to be as consistent as we can. So, (laughs) Those are some those are some things that I'll be working on and trying to keep doing
0: here in here here in 2023 absolutely well listen good luck to you this year obviously we'll be in touch throughout the course of the the season and the weeks or whatever yep. um yep. and like uh, thanks for uh thanks for doing this and uh best of luck with everything and I'm sure we'll uh everyone's gonna be watching so uh play well and uh just keep pushing forward
1: yeah yeah, thanks, Joe, and uh, everybody in you know, in Rhode Island. I, I appreciate all of everybody's support, and I wish I could be back more often and and catch up with everybody and and uh, and be there. But um, yeah, thanks so much for having me on, and I'm sure we'll uh, we'll talk again
0: soon. Absolutely, that's Will Dixon. He'll his schedule it we'll out soon. We'll have it on GolfNewsRI.com, and obviously we'll have him covered as well as everybody else that's in the pro ranks It's an exciting time for island golf for sure between yourself davis chris Franco, and obviously patrick Welsh, who will be a pro in a handful of months or so so well thanks so much and uh that's the golf news podcast bye